Hi, and welcome to our new podcast cooking show. I call it Spicy Umami because those are the only two real flavors. This week, uh, Stephen has found me a recipe, and uh, he's going to tell me all the steps of the recipe slowly, and I'm going to see if I can actually cook the food. I think that's how this is going to go down. Zach, do you have a granola bar or something just in case? Uh, uh, I have peanut butter. Perfect. So just in case we (laughs) screw up this meal, Zach is eating peanut butter for dinner. Uh, A couple things. One, uh, literally the only measuring implement I have is a single uh, one deciliter cup. So I don't know what what a cup is in deciliters, uh, but I went to the store today and that was the only one I could find. In my local grocery shop. All right, we're going to do some conversions. Okay, so for listeners who's who are very confused, uh, Zach and I are not available this week, and we recorded this way ahead of time. And so, yeah, this is uh, one of our ideas for a cooking podcast of some sort, and I hope you enjoy it. For the sake of some dramatic irony, Stephen, do you want to mute your microphone on Skype and fill the listeners in on what we're making today? That's a great idea. Uh, Zach, can you hear me? Okay, I'm going to think you can't hear me. So, listeners, we are making Russian meat dumplings, palmini. I'm probably saying that wrong. I'm going to try to get him to continue not knowing that until the very last minute. So, wish me luck. Okay, so Stephen, my guess right now is that uh, just based on ingredients alone, it's fried... It could be meatballs, maybe? Really, the only thing in this recipe of any sort of flavor is onions and pork and beef. And then there's a bunch of, like, flour and salt and pepper and oil. So my guess is meatball, and that's that's my best guess. Uh, I got, like, the only amount of meat that I could get was um, 0.9 kilograms of mixed beef and pork. I really hope it's okay that they're mixed. It is. We're good. <laughs> okay, okay. We're good there. W- let's fill in the listener. On what ingredients I have given you. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't have the list in front of me, but just based on my own grocery shopping, I've got two eggs, mid-size. I wasn't going to go out and buy new eggs just for large eggs. Uh, some butter, uh, which is, is not demarcated into tablespoons of any sort, so that'll be fun. Um, <laughs> Oh, God, there were other things. There was flour. Flour was in there. There was oil. Um, an onion. I, ha- I actually have two types of onions, so you can make the decision on which, uh, if it's a red or a white onion that gets thrown in. Okay. Pepper, salt, more salt. Very important. I, I think that's everything. I think I've mise en place to everything that I need, okay. that you told me I need. Sounds good. Okay, well, let's get started and get your large bowl out. Okay. Um, shoot. Do I only have one bowl? I, uh, was it a large bowl and a medium bowl? Yes, that was, there were the requirements. Okay. I think I can just, can I just use like a kitchen bowl for the medium bowl? Uh, let me look. Yeah, probably. Uh, maybe two kitchen bowls? Okay, and just 
mix it up better together later. Yeah. Presumably. Okay, so I have a bowl. Okay. Crack your eggs into the bowl. Cool. Eggs. Wow, this is a plastic bowl. It's not easy to crack eggs on a plastic bowl. <laughs> uh, don't need to, like, separate the yolks or anything. Nope, you're good there. Want yolks, whites, shells, everything. <laughs> All right. So, there are now two eggs in a bowl. Okay. Put two-thirds cup of water into the bowl, which in deciliters is 1.57725. Okay. One deciliter... That's probably like 1.6 deciliters, sorry. Ah, screwing everything up. All right. (laughs) So do you have your vegetable oil? Uh, I have canola oil. I hope that... Shoot. I have much less canola oil now. Some of it's on the floor. Give me a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Pro tip, oil is slippery. Um... Steven, as the uh, instruction professional in this instance, what should I do with a bunch of oil that isn't now on the floor? Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to go get a mop. Put a match on it. <laughs> this recipe might take significantly longer than I thought. Do they not have like an estimated time thing? No, they do. Did you not look at it? No, I did. But if you're going to drop everything on the floor, this is going to take a lot longer. <laughs> Every third thing, maybe. Because we're only at the third ingredient. Well, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. There's so much oil. When they say you want your kitchen to run like a well-oiled machine, (laughs) they didn't mean literally cover your kitchen in oil. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, now if I step there... Yeah, okay. There's like a non-threatening amount of oil now. I'm not going to slip and fall do one of those, like, banana peel cartoon... Okay, so Stephen, just as you requested, uh, the oil was spilled on the floor and then removed from the floor. Uh, I got I got a little on the oven in my haste to get it on the floor, so I'm going to clean that up right now. Do you want to fill me in on what I'm doing with that oil once I'm yeah, done you're cleaning gonna, it up? You're going to put a tablespoon of it into the bowl. Let's see what that is in deciliters. <laughs> Do we know what that is in deciliters? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I was kind of joking, because I figured you'd just use a tablespoon, but that works. Um, uh, literally, the only measurement implement I have okay. is a one deciliter cup. Try to get about uh, 15 hundredths of a deciliter. So am I just eyeballing it then? Yes, you're going to basically put a dollop of... I'm going to pour it into an actual spoon. So one Ikea tablespoon of canola oil. Okay, now... Back on the counter. Safe. <laughs> uh, now measure out. Okay. Let's see. 2.5 hundredths of a deciliter of salt. Uh, half a teaspoon. Half a teaspoon of salt. Okay. I'm going to use my Himalayan salt that I bought just for this occasion. Ooh. It's got a pink lid, and it looks neat. That's important. We want our ingredients to look neat as well as taste decent. On this audio medium. (laughs) Okay, that's uh, probably half a teaspoon. Okay, cool. In the bowl, right? Yes, in the bowl. Good. (laughs) All right, now, uh, you got your flour ready? Yes. All right, 
So I'm gonna figure out what this is in deciliters. Great, thank you. Okay, so we got... Alright, what? That's not right. Oh, I'm still in teaspoons. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds of deciliters. Uh, customary cup. All right. So measure out uh 3.85 deciliters of flour and pour that in the bowl. And none of this should be mixed yet. It can all just be floating in the bowl. For now, yeah. I mean, the next step is definitely to mix it oh. with your mixing implement. Okay. So like a fork? Yeah, fork with whatever. It's going to get thick. Hopefully. There's three point... How much... Uh, I said 3.85. All right. Since we're being loose with our precision. Cool. So there's the flour. Okay. Now get mixing until it gets thick. And if it's not getting thick fast enough, you can continue adding flour until you have added another uh, 3.85. Eight five deciliters of flour. Yeah, that's so. At some point, I'm gonna need to start like kneading this. Yes, that is correct. It'll be worth it, Zach. It's all gonna be worth it if the recipe turns out. I mean, hopefully, if I need it, I'm gonna hope that it's <laughs> worthwhile. At this point, it is definitely not what I said at the very beginning of the podcast, but that was mostly just because I was feeling rushed. Did you not actually get a very good theory? You just kind of said something? Well, I've been thinking all day, but none of it sounded reasonable. I don't know. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to mute you again and make another guess. Okay. Okay, my new and updated guess, now that I have dough involved, and it's definitely not meatballs, is, um, like, not exactly beef wellington, but something very similar to beef wellington, and that it's meat... In packed in the middle of dough, like like deep fried Oreos, but with meat, um, and also onions. Onions are somewhere in there. I don't know where. Okay, so uh, I've added my three cups of flour or two two and a half cups of flour. Okay. And kneaded or not kneaded? I'm still mixing it with a fork. So now, do I add more flour? You keep adding flour until you are until you have doubled your original amount. So just add another three point eight deciliters of flour. Yes, but slowly as you're kneading it, as you're mixing it, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here's another deciliter going in. Okay. And then I'm gonna mix that around. Another pro tip, flour on your hands. Good yes, plan. that's a good idea. <laughs> I didn't think about it because I don't do this kind of thing very often. Otherwise, I would have told you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a good idea. All right. So uh, for those of you, given this is an audio medium and I can't show you exactly what's happening, I currently have a whole bunch of dough stuck to my hands because I wasn't thinking. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, so I'm picking it off of my hands. Uh, oh, God. And now I don't have a hand to use the cup. This is a dilemma. A real pickle, as it were. I thought it was dough. Uh, <laughs> surprise, I've been making an entirely different recipe this whole time. 
I actually can't see Zach. He's around the corner because his computer needs to be plugged in, so I'm just hoping that he's doing what I'm telling him to do. If he comes out with pickles, I mean, it would be very strange, <laughs> but it would be possible, I suppose. I didn't even start with cucumbers, so I would also be quite astounded. <laughs> okay, I think I might just need to rinse off my hands, reflower them, or, yeah, and... This is a reoccurring problem for me. I'm very bad at remembering that dough is sticky. What? It's reoccurring. Yeah, like, if I make... Most of the times that I make a thing with dough, I get all of the dough stuck to my hands. (laughs) Oh my god, I love it. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, no, there's just some amount that's going to get washed down the drain. Okay. Because I need to rinse these hands off. Zach, your sink sounds very aggressive. Yeah, it's all of the water here is super high powered. It's also so much warmer than any sink ever reasonably needs to be. Warmer? Yes, like could probably melt hands hot. Okay, so now I have most of the dough off of my hands. I'm gonna <laughs> dry my hands. I suggest a towel. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, and now I'm going to put flour on my hands before I resume kneading. I also recommend if you like start taking it out of the bowl, it, putting it onto a floured surface. Okay. Are you saying that I might uh, at some point take it out of the bowl? I'm saying that you will probably not eat it straight from the bowl. Oh man, I floured my hands, but it only went so far. I feel like... I'm not very good at getting all this flour I needed into the bread and into the dough. I think I need some help. And there's another 0.8 that I gotta get mixed in with this? How's that gonna work? Uh, I don't know. More kneading, I guess. Is there, do you want to look up, like, how to knead? Maybe I'm doing this wrong. Right now I'm just kind of mashing it with my hands, but maybe there's a specific way I'm supposed to be mashing it. Okay, uh, we're gonna look up a YouTube video. Okay, so this person is, they're saying to grab the edge of the dough that's farthest away from you, fold it over the middle towards you, and then flatten it out with the heel of your hand. And just keep doing that? And repeat, yeah, and then like twist and rotate and maybe don't add all the flour at once, apparently. (laughs) You should use your body weight and not something else's weight. <laughs> I think I understand where that comes from because uh-huh. now I have like some striated layers of more floured outsides with some. Gotcha. So I've got to like peel it apart. Maybe I just don't have enough body weight. Maybe I need to gain more body weight so I can throw more body weight into this dough. That's what you should do with the other pound of uh, pork and beef. You should eat that <laughs> and have another pound of body weight to throw at this. Yeah. That's actually the entire purpose of all of the pork and beef. It's just for (laughs) using as leverage against this very tough bit of dough. You said deciliter, right? Yeah. Not like decaliter? Is that a thing? It is. Uh, It's a small d. A small d, okay. Let's make sure. Okay, yeah, we're good. It's deciliter. (laughs) I was concerned for a second because those are an order of magnitude different. Yeah. Yeah, decaliter is a thing. I don't think they have measuring cups in it, though, because a liter is what 
your soda comes in. Yeah, and ten of those. <laughs> so I'm just making sure. Oh, man. At what point does it stop being dough? And just be flour? When... Oh, okay. It's just flour with some impurities. Yeah. I'm not sure. Because, like, 50% of a thing is still that thing. Yeah, it's still dough. And there's, like, biological proof for that in that you are still you, even though most of your cells are... Bacteria, yeah. Entities' cells, yeah. Hmm. It's possible I'm just really bad at kneading dough, and this is going to turn out horribly. It'll be fine. No, it's it's coming up in layers right now. Layers? Oh no, Zach, it's not supposed to be in layers. I understand. <laughs> that wasn't a deliberate thing. What Zach doesn't know is the d- the dough is not even for this recipe. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think I'm ready. Oh wait, there's still more left in this bowl. Okay, well, is the dough like seriously dough? Like it's not. It's is it smooth? I guess. Yeah. Well. Is it smooth? It's not smooth because it's it's in little lumps because there's flour all over it. But okay. Are you saying that well, I should just work on smoothing it out now and not yeah, let's, let's, integrating more flour? I think the exact amount of flour isn't as important as like the consistency okay. of the dough, which is kind of hard to tell you what the consistency should be. So just smooth would be a good indicator. <laughs> all right. Like it shouldn't be in clumps and it shouldn't be liquid- I guess. Does flour have other states of matter? Like, could you get liquid flour? You'd have to heat it very, 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 very slowly to a very high temperature. (laughs) Flour plasma. (laughs) Alright. Either it's a a foregone thing, or it is now prepared. It's ready. Okay, sounds good. So, uh, do you have any plastic wrap or something? That would probably make this a little bit better. Yes. Okay. I want you to wrap the dough in plastic wrap. Okay. And then put it in the refrigerator. And we will start the next step. Just kind of like a lump of dough in the fridge? Yeah, pretty much. Do bakers generally have really buff forearms? I would imagine so. Why isn't that the new the trend? Buff forearms or bakers? Yeah. Well... I mean, buff forearms for the sake of bakers. I feel like bakers don't get enough credit. I am trying to make a pun out of the Hamilton line. He doesn't get enough credit for all the credit he gave us, but with bakers. (laughs) But I can't think of anything that sounds like credit but baking. Uh, Croissant. That's the word I was looking for. It's not a good one, but it's the word. No, let's stop about it. All right, should I... Bakers don't get enough credit for all the croissants they gave us. Eh, it's, <laughs> it's a stretch. It's a stretch. It works, though. Uh, can I put the flour away and, like, dust all of the flour currently on the... Yes, you can do that. All right. For sure. And the um, the flour, or the, the dough, is now in the fridge if you need to set a timer or something. I will do that. Okay. Okay. A deflowered. That's not the right word. That is not <laughs> the right word. I thought you were going to go for that, and I was going to be like, Zach, that's not appropriate for our podcast. <laughs> I have removed the flower from the countertop. What's next? Okay. 
get your knife and your onion. Uh, probably the white one okay. would be best. White onion? And probably a surface to that is impervious to knife attacks. Alright. Alright, and you need to finely grate this onion. Meaning, cut it up into small square chunks. And make sure to cry a lot, because the onion it, flavor is improved by tears. Is that a fact? I believe so, yes. Get out my medium IT knife. <laughs> this episode is not sponsored by Ikea explicitly, but implicitly, yeah. And if Ikea wants to sponsor us, we are uh, more than willing to negotiate. That would be great. Have Ikea sponsor us to blindly make food poorly? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the whole onion? Um, uh, yes, I think so. Okay, this is not going to go well. Why is that not going to go well? Because I don't know exactly how to finally grate a whole onion. Okay, well, start by cutting it in half. And cut that in half in half, and then keep cutting that half in half until you have a finely grated onion. And then do that for the rest of the halves. That is how I would go about it. Okay, that's probably a good idea, because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I think I've seen someone, like, do it by layer. Like, you just cut the onion layers into layers and then put stack those up, and then you cut them the other way, and then keep doing that until you have small onion bits. I'm gonna try and cut, like, a, 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 a crosshatch kind of thing in, wow, these, this, this onion is making me tear up to the point that I can't even see what I'm working with. Don't go. cut off your finger, please. That is not good audio, uh, that's not a good audio experience. For our wonderful right. listeners. Oh man, I really do not usually tear the tear up this much at onions. This is just a particularly sad onion. Swimming goggles help. <laughs> Steven, I have one deciliter measuring cup. <laughs> do you think that I brought swimming goggles with me? Uh, no, I don't think that. Honestly, I really don't. Is there something to base the finely grated off of? Like, well, find the nearest grate and say you're fine <laughs> and use that as a reference. Just small onion bits. I don't like... Uh, like but how the, small? The small one, like, could you cut it in half with a knife again? And if you're like, yeah, but it would suck because they would try to move, and I would be like, yeah, it's probably good enough. All right. The only thing I have is a set of instructions, which are not very detailed, because they're made for people who cook. <laughs> I mean, I also have a set of instructions. They're just filtered. <laughs> are we going to give them the actual recipe in the show notes? Oh, definitely not, because they're going to laugh at us. Right. Oh man, this onion is falling apart as I chop it. That's the idea. Not... Well, yeah, but then I can't cross-chop it. Oh, well, do your best. God, I need to, like... Open a window or something? Okay, I just stuck my head out the window. My onion tears froze up, but at least now I'm not producing as many. <laughs> if your eyes are completely frozen, they probably won't cry that much. I feel like crying is a response to pain, though, too. Uh... Which you would experience if your eyes froze. Hmm. Interesting. I... That's my hypothesis. <laughs> don't call it a hypothesis, because then we have to test it. <laughs> I don't think it's, like, compulsory to test every hypothesis, Stephen. I disagree. 
I think calling it a hypothesis implies that you're going to do something scientific with it, which includes includes experimentation. Everyone knows the scientific method just jumps straight from hypothesis to conclusion. <laughs> We're just going to look at the hypotheses and figure out which one would be most convenient and go with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what science is all about, really. Um, so... I think they're small enough. I don't know. You'd... Okay, they're probably small enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a picture of them, and that's going to be in the show notes. Steven's not going to see the picture now, though, because that would be like cheating. Okay, how many decaliters? <laughs> it's like a, the size of my pinky nail, okay. most of them. Some I'm... of them are a little bigger, some of them are a little smaller. So I'm going to say that's good enough. All right. All right, now get... Cool, so onion is chopped. Get your bowls, your medium bowls, but that are not medium. Okay, bowls got. Okay, so just hypothetically, don't actually do this. If you put yeah. all the on- onion into one bowl, how full would the bowl be? Uh, probably like three quarters full. Okay, I think it would be reasonable to split them up equally then. Cool. And do that now? Yes, do that now. And then you're going to get your ground pork and ground beef and take... Uh, again, so you're going to take a pound of that and divide that into half and then put them each in a bowl. Okay, so my two pounds that I have, I need to divide into quarters. Yes, so get your salt out, your salt and pepper. Okay. And the, this is the little more salt. Yes, a little more salt, which is actually more salt than the previous salt. You're going to okay. add one and a half teaspoons salt of salt. So just eyeball that as well. Okay. Well, I've got a, a spoon here. And it's one and a half teaspoons to both? Uh, uh okay, so it's it's three quarter teaspoon each. Okay. That's going to be like when you ask for half and half meat at like Chipotle or Kidoba or wherever. And they give you like three quarters and three quarters. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen that I end up with more salt than it I need. adds a bit of flavor, probably. This container was not made for pouring large amounts of salt. I've got to just, like, continuously vibrate my arm to get any salt out. Go a little more. Okay. Uh, okay, and then add a half a teaspoon of black pepper. Or, All right. you know, whatever pepper you have laying around. The bell pepper. Okay, and I'll mix all that together. You're not going to get too much, like, a. Uh... It doesn't need to look like anything, just kind of mixed. Okay, so my new guess is that the onions were way too large. It said one large onion. That is what the recipe said, and I am deferring to it. Well, no, I mean the the chunks that I cut up. Oh, I see. Do you think I could just use the bowl that I made the dough in? Uh, think am I gonna need that bowl again? Yeah, I think you're, you could do that. Yeah, those onion dogs were <laughs> a definite mistake. Silly pass, Zach. I feel like that's not my fault because I didn't know. Like, if I was just gonna end up sauteing them, that would be, would have been a fine size. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's as good and mixed as this is gonna get. Okay. Uh, you can cover that and put it in the refrigerator. I still have absolutely no idea what this is going to become. That is the goal. Like my, I think my last estimate still stands, but I feel like it's not quite right. So at this point, we have another 
eight minutes or so to kill, so if you need to do any cleaning up, that would be a good thing to do. All right. Do I need to preheat the oven? I'm going to be very angry if I need to use the oven at any point in this and you didn't tell me to preheat it. Um, no, not the oven, but the uh, burner. Okay. I mean, that also needs to be preheated in this suite, but it doesn't take oh. eight minutes. All right. Yeah. So, so at some point, I'm going to have you boil some water. Um, uh, do you have your saucepan? Yeah. So how long would you estimate it would take to boil water in your saucepan? Probably all eight minutes that we currently have. Okay. We're, we, don't need, we don't need to do it exactly when the eight minutes start, so don't worry about that. Okay. But I would say, Wait, like... Eight-ish minutes. Yeah. I, I would say let's get started on that then. Okay. And just kind of fill it up some? Yeah. Halfway full? I don't know what a saucepan looks like, so <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm gonna Google saucepan. Okay, no, here I can I can uh so like a pot, like a cooking pot. Yes, okay. Half the size, and then add a handle like you would have on a pan. Okay, perfect. And so half of that, and set it to full. Yeah. Okay. So it has not been the full eight minutes, but why don't you take a peek at your dough and see if it has exploded or not? Uh, nope, that dough is still in one piece. That is good, as what we want for now. Okay. It will eventually not be in one piece. Zach, would you like to remake your guess after that information? No, I still have no idea. Okay, that's awesome. All right. I I think it's going to be like a really lame pot stickers. That's my not real guess. I'm hoping it'll be not lame, but yeah, uh... What do I do if the bottom of the pan is smoking? <laughs> what? That's not supposed to happen. The pots are supposed You're to be... right. Okay, yeah, don't... Probably take it off the heat then. Smoking is bad. No, not... it, it just kind of happens with this stove sometimes. Because okay. the cooktop is just a... It's just like a round element. And okay. so if you get like oil or something on that element, it... Oh, okay, gotcha, yeah. Okay, so Zach... Uh... I want you to put some salt into the water. Okay. Enough to, like, a good amount. Because uh, at some point, something is going to need to float in it. Okay. It does not... So I should probably some... not use my sea salt, or, like, my fancy salt for that. I can use yeah. my... I don't think... It doesn't give you an exact amount in the recipe, so we're just going to oh, go with... Oh, that was with... a lot of salt. We should be good. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Cutting board. Dough. Okay, now take it out of the plastic wrap and cut it into eight equal sections. Equal-ish. And there we go with our eight sections. And it's not terribly, like, layered and powdery in the middle, so I'm, I'm proud. Awesome. You are officially a baker. Wahoo! Uh, take one of those sections and roll it into a finger-width cylinder. <laughs> it's pretzels. We're making meat pretzels. <laughs> nope, not meat pretzels. All right, I think I would call this finger width. Okay, now, how, approximately how long is it? Um, approximately elbow to, like, the end of my hand if it's in a fist. Okay, perfect. Cut that into ten sections. Okay. I'm going to have to do this with all of these? 
Yeah. All right. Okay, so there's two sections. Fifths? That's not a fun thing to do. Got it. Okay. Now take uh, one of those sections and make it into a two-inch in diameter circle. Or, you know, how big, however big it will be. It's not, like, two inches would probably be the max, though. Wait, so, like, flatten it out? Yeah, like, make it into a circle. Alright, I've got about that. Okay, uh, do that with a few more. Probably, you could probably just do all ten if you have enough space for it. Okay. Uh, okay, we've got a small simmer going. Okay, we're getting closer. And when you're done with the ten circles, get your fill, uh, your meat, your meat out. Based on that little slip-up, Stephen, I think it's a Philly cheesesteak. You got it. How'd you guess? <laughs> it's all the cheese in the recipe that tipped me off, really. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what these look like. Like, to confirm that I'm making the correct thing. And I, like, mini pizzas, maybe? It's about what they're supposed to look like? I mean... In that they are small circles of dough, yeah, they're supposed to look like mini pizzas. You can do a little mini pizza fling. No, I can't. Never mind. <laughs> okay, our water is definitely boiling. Cool. Keep it that way. Mister, I want to know what the name of this recipe is, because it's definitely not anything no, you probably that never I know heard of the name of. Probably not. It is entirely possible. Can you guess the country of origin? Oh god, it's gotta be America. With this much dough and... Nope, sorry. Meat? It's just dough and meat. Yes. Germany? Nope. I feel like Germany does dough and meat quite a lot, too. Alright, there we go. Ten discs. Okay, get your meat. Uh, it's up there. Got it. Okay. Now, take a tablespoon and put about a tablespoon of your meat... On top of the disc. Okay, so they're really sad pot stickers, but they just aren't called pot stickers. <laughs> hope not. I I hope they are not as sad as you're making them seem. What if the tablespoon of meat is more than I think the dough can handle? I think that you should put less meat in the dough. Okay. Because the next step is to. Uh, pinch the two edges of the dough together to get a <laughs> pot sticker, but not a pot sticker. It's not. It's a. All right. You should, but yeah, you will be making sure that there is no air or less trapped air in the the dough container, so that they don't explode. Okay. I think all of the rest of my circles, I'm going to make two inches in radius and not in diameter. Okay. Because that's probably a good idea. What I have won't fit anything. Poland. Very close. Oh, the, the, the Polish things. There are Polish things that are like this. What are they called? Are you Pierogies. Thinking? Yes. That is, it, these are very similar to pierogi. Pierogies are potato though, right? Yes, I believe so. And so I should make all ten of them before I do anything else? Yes. Oh man. That's the noise of me stretching the dough because it's not coming around this meat. <laughs> I am so the first batch might not turn out as well as but you, on the bright side you have 70 more <laughs> maybe we don't make the whole batch need something to do with my two pounds of meat though Stephen. <laughs> then you're gonna make a hun- uh, 150 um <laughs> i could just make really big pierogies 
Yeah, I suppose. You're gonna make huge circles. Yes, that's a good idea. Big progies, big pot stickers. There's also such a lack of seasoning that I feel like you just googled Swedish recipes and this is what came up. <laughs> it's not what happened actually. I I had this at a I had this uh, dish at a place in Madison and it was delicious and I wanted you to make it. <laughs> but I don't think this is quite the same. And that's okay. I'm sure it'll still be great. All right. There we go. 3 It's going to be a long night of squashing out pierogi dough. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I did not think this through. (laughs) Can you get, like, a, like, can of something to roll out the tiny little circles? Yes, actually. That's not a bad idea. Once I'm done with these ten, I'll just get in there. Meat is not complying. (laughs) I think you're supposed to, like, score it with a fork or something to make it look pretty. I am not about that. Yeah, no. Actually, you're not supposed to do that. Because if you did, it would be very much not in the style of this dish's origin country. It's an empanada. No, it is not an empanada. (laughs) Alright, Steven, you're going to need to carry the weight of being entertaining because I am currently occupied with my Um, remaining six... Uh, okay, let's see. Um, what is a thing I can talk about? Um, Wait, okay, so why did I need a saucepan and a pot? Well, I didn't, because I didn't know what a saucepan was, okay? <laughs> Wait, so what? What the heck? What did the recipe say? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I who, who knows what the recipe said? Did it only actually mention to use one of them, and then you were like, well, that doesn't sound like it'll work? <laughs> I mean, it, it implied that there was going to be some boiling, and my thought was of a saucepan was uh, like a thin kind of thing, and I'm like, that's not going to work. So, yeah, just but a I pan. Thought it was, you were thinking I of a pan. Yes, a pan is what I was thinking of. And, which is not the weirdest thing, because, like, you put an no, adjective yeah. in front of a noun, and that usually just modifies the noun and doesn't make it into a pot. It's not a pot, though. It's, it's a saucepan. No, it's a pot. It's totally a pot. No, because it's got the little thing that comes out on the side. Putting a handle on something doesn't change what it is. Okay, yeah, yeah it does. Mm, not in my world, Zach. If I didn't put a handle on a knife, what would it be? Would it still be a knife? Yeah. I think it would just be a blade. I think that's what a blade is. In my head, knives and blades are actually the same thing. That's how I classify objects, alright? Based on their function. So you think it should be called a handle pot and not a saucepan? Yeah, actually. That would be be a much better description. I can get behind that. They should also call them uh, handle blades and... No, cutting board's pretty good. Cutting board is good. I like cutting board. Mm. Um, what else has a dog? You also told me to get butter. What is the butter for? You'll find out. Okay. You mentioned I don't have a microwave. Uh, okay, cool. Just in case that was relevant. I don't know. I don't know what this recipe is, but... So, the thing I was thinking of, a pan, a handle pan. <laughs> yeah. Do you have one of those? Just curious. Currently, that's what the water's boiling in. The handle pan? No, it's a handle pot. Handle... Okay, yeah, I do have a handle pan. Okay, cool. This is an optional step, but I think it will improve the dish 
a lot. So So just fry your pierogies in butter because that sounds great. Here's some meat. Here's some flour. Here's some eggs. Here's some butter. (laughs) I guess I seriously don't know what other culture this would be. This flavorless. It's not flavorless. It has flavor. You're right. It does have flavor, but it doesn't have. (laughs) Okay. What's your current state? What, what's going on? What's going on? I have two discs left. One okay. disc left. Okay. Uh, some of them I accidentally kind of like popped through the wall of, so I hope that's fine. It's a very small hole, but... I guess we're going to find out. I have no idea. Also, there's meat like coming out the edges of them because I put... The, the size that you told me to pinch them to was not uh, enough to handle a tablespoon of meat. And you thought, yeah, we'll just have them leak out, leak out the side instead of let's add more dough or take away meat. Well, like, I... <laughs> it's not, like, gushing out of the side. It's, I, like, cleared it up once it came out. It's probably it's just fine. There's... It's not going to, like, kill me. Probably. I'm not a death scientist. <laughs> All right. Here we go. I'm working on the last disc. Okay. When you're done with that... You're gonna put those ten into the. You're gonna plop them into the boiling water, and eventually they're gonna rise to the surface, hopefully. Okay. And when they do, leave them in there for an extra minute or so, and then you should remove them from the water with a spoon and not your hand. All right. And uh, where should I put them? Just any bowl. Yes. Okay. So plop one, plop two, plop three. Four. Are they sinking? Five. Yep. Good. That is a relief. Six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Sweet. All right. Let's get started in the, the next ten. Is not like boiling real hard, so we're gonna turn that up. Okay. And so you said I should try and roll it out. I have a jar somewhere. Where's my jar? Here's my jar. Don't break the jar. Glass is not part of the recipe. It's just like eggshells. A little extra protein. Do eggshells have protein? I don't know. I'm going to look that up. Uh, Nutritional facts of eggshells. Because eggshells are good in, like, compost, I know. Okay. So, in half a teaspoon of eggshells, there are... uh, this is not like the normal nutrition facts. Uh, sorry, zero grams of protein. Uh, keratin, maybe? I don't know, what are eggshells made out of? Okay, hold on, hold on. So I t- turned it up to yeah. an ounce. So if you, have an, if you have a sixteenth of a pound of eggshells, okay. then there Just is... Just like I, I usually do, my daily smoothie. Grind up some eggshells. There, there are uh, half a gram of protein. All right, yeah. See, there's loads That's extra protein. Basically nothing. Uh, there's uh, a quarter gram of sodium, a quarter gram of potassium, half a gram of magnesium, lots of calcium. Holy crap! That's a lot of calcium. That's a lot of calcium. That's. So if I am rolling this out, how thin should it be rolled out? Uh. As thin as the ones you were doing before, like so thin enough that it will cook well, but not so thin that the meat will split out of it, I guess. Okay. But yes, uh, an ounce of eggshell is 
25 times your daily amount of calcium. Oh, see? Yeah. So they're great for you. I would not go that far. Uh, some of the empanada pierogies are starting to come to the surface. Sweet. Okay, your timer is done. You can take the pierogi empanadas out of the pot. I mean, okay. the saucepan, the handle pot. Sauce pot. Handle pot, yes. And considering you're making... Like a slotted spoon, so they're coming out with a lot of water. Cool. Good for you, hydration. Awesome. <laughs> oh, that one didn't close. <laughs> Alright, so here are ten of them. What do I do now? Uh, well, I mean, you gotta keep making them, I guess. Like, you can try eating one, see if they taste any good. They look very hot right now, but... Okay, so probably don't eat them just yet. Oh! I can use the deciliter measuring cup to cut my circles. Oh, cool. Are you sure there's going to be 80? That's would make sense if we're cutting eight sections okay, into ten pieces. Think, I don't think I'm going to get ten pieces out of this. That is okay. You do whatever you gotta do. I'm sure it'll come out just fine. That sounded like you didn't think it was going to come out just fine. <laughs> well, when the reality starts differing from the theory, uh, things tend to start going bad. So I got maybe six circles out of that eighth. Cool, that's fine. As long as they are big enough to accommodate the amount of meat that was specified. Because the idea is to not have any meat or dough at the end that is not connected to the other. Try how hot are these pierogies? Oh, they're still very hot pierogies. Okay. They are not pierogies, but you know what Zach means. They're very hot pierogies. It's going to be some quality content of me just squishing down a bunch of circles and then filling the circles with meat and then backpedaling because that was slightly too much meat for the circle. We can we talk about uh, fire hazards that I currently see in the room? Okay. <laughs> Please enumerate to me, Stephen, the fire hazards in the recording space in your dorm. Okay. Well, I see uh, a power strip plugged the... into an- to another power strip. Oh, God. Oh, that's a bad place to start. <laughs> that's, that's how this train of thought got started. Um, there are... Do the doors open the right direction? Yeah, they open out. Okay. Um, let's see, what else? The sprinklers are only on one side of the room, so the other side of the room, if a fire got started there, would be burnt. I'm not sure if that's like a legit fire hazard, I'm not really sure the specifications of these sprinklers, but uh, I'm sure that's not quite correct. Uh, there are cords everywhere, including uh, like across the floor, I'm not sure if that's a fire hazard, but I really feel like I'm going to trip over it sometimes. I think that would constitute as a fire hazard. Yeah. I mean, the fact that there's only one exit isn't the best. Like, I understand that's not, like, a bad thing necessarily, but if the fire is right there in front of the door, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm pretty much there's screwed. There, yeah, there's no windows. Oh. I, I could try lifting up the false ceiling and going through there, but that does not seem like the best idea. Um, this isn't a fire hazard, but something I'm noticing. Uh, the iMac and the speakers and like all the audio uh, equipment is like has the K locks, right? Mm-hmm. But the K locks are only connected to the other things that have K locks. <laughs> so, so you could just like load them all in a cart and walk away. Yeah, they're not connected to the wall or anything. They're just connected to each other. 
before you were like, do you have a backup if this turns out not great? And I was thinking, oh yeah, it's fine. I, I could make like a stir fry or something. Those are pretty quick. But now I don't know if I have the energy left to stir fry something if this goes awry. So, I mean, recipe very, better turn out. At the very least, you can eat the bad pierogi. Like, they're edible. They're not, like, they, if they're not good, they will still be something that you could consume. Unless there's raw meat on the inside. That doesn't that's seem what likely. The is about, though. Yeah, right. I think so too. Uh, we're gonna drop the next six in. Cool. One, two, three, four. Oh no! Oh, that's boiling water. <laughs> cool. Run your hand under cold water. If that is your hand, that is. All right. I think I hurt myself cooking more than I hurt myself any other way. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh yeah, I'm fine. Okay, cool. But like, I've I've cut my finger open making um, actual pot stickers before. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, uh, listeners, don't try this at home. It's super dangerous. Apparently, food is dangerous. Okay, <laughs> I think this one's cooled off enough. Okay, or I'll burn my mouth. Those are the options. All right. I feel like it needs a sauce of some sort. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, so the next step, once we we have made all the uh, the not pierogies. Mm-hmm. Uh, will be to make a butter-based uh, sauté thing. Okay. Basically, we're going to just sauté the, the the pot stickers in butter. Uh, it looks like they're starting to float up, this batch. Okay, cool. I will set that timer again. I haven't been rolling out the next batch. This is not going to be fun. Okay, that is a timer being done, so you can take them out of the pot. Or the okay. handle pot, not the saucepan. <laughs> At some point, the bowl that I have to collect them in is going to be too small? Correct. <laughs> Critical thinking, Zach. Figure it out. No, that's literally, I'm literally here just to do what you said. That's the whole point of the... <laughs> okay, find another bowl, then. Or a larger bowl. Either of those would work. I think a larger bowl would constitute another bowl. Alright, so my next batch of much larger pierogies is now out. Sweet. My index finger definitely hurts when it gets close to the steam of this boiling water. Put it less close. Noted. I'm going to add some more water because it's getting quite low. Okay. In addition to being delicious... This recipe will moisturize your skin. In that it will fill the air with steam. Yep. Low-tech humidifier. Honestly, I need it in this air. It's very dry. I have another pro tip for y'all. Don't use jars for your rolling pins. (laughs) That's not what they were made for. Nope, not at all. I have a pro tip as well. Uh, don't listen to Steven when he tells you to cook something. I think it's been a fun adventure. Well, I'm glad you think so. I was thinking if we ever want to do this again as just a one-off thing, mm-hmm. we could actually read salt, fat, acid, heat. And, and just then... make it... Just What if we, like... Ooh! So, we make a Python script with a list of ingredients. Like, a big list. Like, as, like, just a list of the things that they sell in grocery stores. Okay. And we say, find us 
ten random things, and we have to make something out of it. That'd be fun. That'd be so hot, fun, but, like, insanely difficult, actually. So could we only use those four things, five things? Uh, I think we'd put some restrictions on what we can use, but I don't think it, we could do just those five things. Like, water is necessary for most things. Okay, but, like, just those five things and then pantry essentials is what you're thinking? Yeah, that is what I'm thinking. There actually is that right now with um, Stir Fry. There's a guy on YouTube who made a script... That just you like reload his web page and it oh, no gives way. you the name. That's awesome. The name of a stir fry. And you have to. <laughs> like, I really do. I like making these kind of things, or like pot stickers are so fun. But it's the making a billion freaking little discs and then filling each of them up. Yeah. That I agree, this is not the best recipe. I made a mistake. I was excited by the prospect of. At least, sort of, getting to make a thing that I enjoy. Yeah. But, yeah. And also now you have a friend who knows how to make the thing. Yeah, that too. And I want to come... Whatever, it, it was a... Uh, this is not the best idea, but <laughs> it, it's where we are now, so good luck. I did specify one to two hour recipe, right? Yes, and that is what the recipe estimated it would be. But I guess they also assumed you would actually own a rolling pin and a circular cookie cutter. Yes. And I thought I feel like that this would still take forever. Maybe if you're good at cooking, this takes less time. I think the kneading probably took longer than they thought it would. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat another one because I'm feeling hungry. Good idea. Do you think it would be better sautéed in butter? Yes. Okay. So, and I guess the follow-up, are you willing to spend an extra couple minutes to do that? Oh, an extra couple minutes, yeah. Well, I don't know how long it takes to saute something in butter. I mean, first I've got to finish up the next four-eighths of dough. Correct. I think once I have a bunch of money and can pay engineers to do things, the first thing I'm going to do is pay a mechanical <laughs> engineer to make a dough flattening and filling machine so I can make empanadas and pierogies and not pierogies and... Uh, What's frick? What are they called? Pot stickers. Mm, mm-hmm. Pot stickers are fun because um, first you fry them. The, this one is the other way around. But pot stickers, you fry them first, and then into the really hot oil, you just dump a cup of water and then cover it really fast. <laughs> That's not fun. That sounds like a terrible idea. The recipe that I usually use says. Using the lid as a shield for your face, dump a cup of water into the hot oil. <laughs> oh god. I'm sorting my the, the worrying bugs logos into old, failed, and new. Mm-hmm. So like the, the green one with the red exclamation mark, that one's in failed? That one is in the trash. I don't think I kept that one. Okay, good. But if you're near, like, a phone or your Slack, this one is the current laughing stock. Oh, can you... I don't have the time for this. I gotta fill with 8 billion pierogies. <laughs> okay, later then. Can't produce content. Must fill pierogies. <laughs> Timer's up. Okay. Alright, those were verging on too large. Okay. <laughs> So eventually, by the end, we'll have a perfect size one mega pierogi. 
you know, probably wouldn't be that bad. I feel like the the handle pot that I have right now wouldn't be able to deal with it. I think your handle pot needs to shape up or ship out. Or whatever the saying is. I'm pretty sure that's it. Steven, you saying the handle pot is inadequate is like calling the handle pot the the handle pot calling. Excuse me? <laughs> Let me recompose myself. Because it wasn't a good joke to start with and then I totally flubbed it. <laughs> you saying that the handle pot is inadequate is like the handle pot calling the handle kettle black. <laughs> <laughs> is there okay what do you call the thing on the side of a coffee pot uh, of a coffee mug the handle yeah but like there should be a, uh, a notation for a like round handle oh yeah which... one that versus a stick handle you're right I feel like praline is a word I've heard before are these pralines I believe praline the only context I know praline from is a Christmas uh, drink from Starbucks. Okay. So, so I think not it's pralines. Some... Maybe it's a fruit? It sounds like a fruit. Good let's fruit see. name. Let's look it up. I need to drink some water. Huh. Hey look, it's a Zach. He returned from the abyss yeah. around the corner. Nope, he's going back. Alright. <laughs> praline. Oh no, it's a thing. It's a dessert. Ah. These are not pralines, though. Okay. Because pralines are made I with... I gathered that by the fact that you didn't know what a praline was. Pralines are made by boiling nuts in sugar and grinding the mixture, used especially as a filling for chocolates. So it's like peanut brittle, but for any nut you can get your hands on. That's not true. Okay, that's. It didn't sound right to me, but also I hadn't been hearing enough of the words you were saying <laughs> to dispute it. There's some point into three hours of cooking that nothing starts feeling real. Everything stops feeling real would be the correct way to say that, but uh, correct word usage is also not feeling real, so. Okay, I got my next eight pringlings. So, you not knowing the name of the thing you're making definitely. Uh helped in you not guessing the correct name okay and i think uh, it feels cheap i feel like i should have got something that you did know something about and then no i, I like it i think no it's... i'm just saying for like the game of it since i didn't if i knew we were going to do this game i would have done something different i think mm, okay get you to the, make the most roundabout uh stir fry ever <laughs> I mean, stir-fry are super roundabout. You prepare every single thing on their own, and then at the very last bit of it, you mix them up. So yeah, I feel like if you if... got the right recipe, you could lead me on in thinking of something else for a while. Okay, fair enough. The big stir-fry pan would probably be get, be a giveaway, though. You can make a stir-fry in a normal pan, Stephen. I, I should know. I did. I also tried to use, um, in Sweden we have caviar, it's called, but it's with a K, and it's not in any way related to caviar, except I think there's some fish in it. Uh, but it's not good. No? It's not good. It's super, super freaking salty. Uh, and I didn't have any soy sauce, so I figured I could use that instead. They expect you to have all of these cut and filled in the time that it takes the last batch to boil? That is what I'm gathering. I think that's unreasonable, and I also think that I don't own a rolling pin. <laughs> 
Okay, next time we do this, you can torture me. Okay, you don't have a kitchen, though. I'm glad that this isn't, like, an exact science, and I can just kind of leave them boiling for a little bit longer than you're supposed to. Yeah. I don't have another bowl, do I? Here we go. This is sort of a bowl. This is actually just a plate uh, that has a lower bit in the middle. <laughs> I think a plate would work. I don't... As long as it has, like, a lip of some sort, so the pralines don't go flying everywhere. Are these supposed to, like, go with something? No. Or is this a meal all to itself? This is a meal all to itself, and have you guessed the country of origin yet? No, I'm... T- okay, let's, let's recap what we know. It's, it's adjacent to Poland, but only, like, no. metaphysically, not actually. Yes, yes, that's what I meant. Um, so, uh... It is a mildly bland food made of uh, dough and meat. It and it's is, not from Germany. It's and it is uh, made to be by itself with no like uh, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, floofy vegetables. Nothing that doesn't isn't explicitly required. Okay, so sorry. What are the what are the facts again? Recap for me the clues, Sherlock. Uh, okay, so, uh, mostly bland food made of meat and dough, and it is kind of like Poland, and it is, uh, with no, there's nothing frivolous in the recipe, and it's made to be by itself with just meat and dough. Russia? Russia, that's it. I didn't even, like, know there was Russian cuisine. <laughs> what what other things are in... What else is a part of Russian cuisine? Uh, I don't know, raw steaks or something? <laughs> uh, gulag, I think, is a thing. I don't think that's a food. I think that's prison. <laughs> Fair enough, yep. Um, uh, let me look. A lot of Swedish cuisine is just different pickled fish. That makes sense. I was actually going to mention something when you were talking about caviar. Like, salted fish seems like a very Swedish thing to eat. Uh, soups are apparently popular. Makes sense. Cold soups are less popular, but still a staple. Like gazpacho? Uh, I cannot pronounce this. It's akroshaka. Oh, okay, yeah. What was it? Akroshaka? Akroshaka. Akroshaka. Uh, O-K-R-O-S-H-K-A. A kroshka. A kroshka? Sure. Let's go with that. That sounds very Russian, at least. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, we already did hot soups. Or is this a separate section for different hot soups? <laughs> these are hot soups, but these have potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Porridge? I don't know why, like, they're focusing on the liquids here. Maybe that's all they have. And then main under main dishes, there's meat, the thing you're making, stroganoff. Uh, stroganoff sh- is Russian? Apparently. Or, or it is at least part of the cuisine. Because that's still in meat. Yeah. Uh, sh- shoa- that's... These are just... These characters don't go together. There are no vowels. S-H-L-Y-K... Shashlik is apparently, uh, it doesn't even tell me what it is. It's, let's look at its own Wikipedia page. It means, it translates to skewered meat. So, kebab. 
Yes, it is a kebab. Uh, mostly lamb, but not requirements. Uh, what else? Koldets, which is chopped pork. See, this is why I said that the Russian cuisine is not, like, it's not frivolous. Like, mm-hmm. one of them is meat on a stick, one of them <laughs> is meat cut into squares, and the one you're making is meat wrapped in dough. Pretty much the same thing with fish. Vegetables are literally just vegetables in a bowl. Ooh, desserts. I didn't know there were such things as Russian desserts. I thought they just ate potatoes and called it yummy. Vodka. Vodka is dessert. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then next I'm just going to need a pan and butter, or is there more involved? I mean, like, they say pepper. Okay. But, yeah, that's it. This is butter. And... That's the end of the meat. There's one more onion left. Gotta rescue that last onion. (laughs) There we go. Can I start up the butter? I suppose, yeah. You could start doing the sauté stuff. Whatever that entails. I assume you know. No. Oh, okay. I'll Google it. What does the recipe say? It says to sauté. Does it say, like, melt the butter and then just sauté in butter? It says to sauté in butter. Okay. I think I know what that means. Okay. So, according to the Wikipedia page on sautéing, it comes from the French word, uh, saut, saut, uh, literally jumped or bounced, in reference to the tossing while cooking. It is a method of cooking food that uses a small amount of oil or fat in a shallow pan over a relatively high heat. Various saute oh. methods exist, and saute pans are a specific type of pan designed for sautéing. <laughs> the timer's done. So, I got out my butter and placed it in the closest possible location that I could to the boiling water. So now I have some very melty butter. It was going to happen eventually, so just put that crap in a in a pan. Just blopped. And this is the best verb I have for what this butter is doing. <laughs> oh, this is the best. Why didn't we do this? Why didn't we think of this earlier, Zach? Because <laughs> I hadn't come up with a spicy umami name yet. That's the most important aspect of this. Mm-hmm. That's really what I mean when I say this is flavorless. I'm not, like, disparaging... Like, salt, sure, I guess that counts as a flavor. But really, the only flavors, as we all know, are Are you referencing something? No, except for, like, a week ago, I was making food, and I took a picture of myself because I was making, um... I was making, like, pulled pork chili, and I needed to add in something spicy because otherwise it wouldn't have been good. And I made a Snapchat and said, Welcome to my... YouTube cooking show, Spicy Umami. I called oh, it that yes. because... Right, 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 right. I only... remember that. But yeah, that's the only reference being made here, is yeah. to my own dumb joke. Okay, so I think I have a good amount of butter coating this pan. Okay. I'm gonna let it get a little warmer. Does it say what temperature to put it at? No. Alright. Hot, according to the Wikipedia page. We hit the three hour mark. Whoa! Was it like 9 o'clock your time now? 9.30? Yeah. So Zach's going to eat his dinner at 9.30 at night. It's not entirely uncommon. And I'm going to start sautéing. Okay, the heat was not high enough. Oh, I was supposed to add pepper to that, wasn't I? It's probably not a big deal. Post-mortem pepper. 
You might be saying, Zach, that's not what post-mortem means. And I say to you, I just killed this recipe. Murdered it brutally. Mm, yeah. Because, like, even some garlic in this would have made it better. It's not the Russian way. I guess. You get butter and pepper. Those are your flavors. Ooh, that is very burning. Okay, calm down, Zach. Quit burning your food. Alright, so frying them up a bit does give them a much-needed crunch. Okay, cool. I'm glad that it's better. (laughs) Alright, so final recipe thoughts. Uh, It could be improved for sure. It could be less Russian, have maybe some more spices in it or something. Okay. But I like the frying. I like um, all of the oil. There's a lot of oil involved in this. and... And some of it's not even on the floor. Yeah. Most of it, as a matter of fact. Awesome. Some of it's on my shirt. A lot of flour is on my shirt. <laughs> but I'm glad you introduced it to me. I don't think we effed it up too much. Good. And next time you're in Madison, you and I are getting... Uh, okay, I'm... do you want to know the real name? Yes, yeah. Tell me Tell me everything. Okay, well, it's... In English, it's Ru- Russian meat dumplings. <laughs> okay. Uh, in In Russian, it's called... Oh, God, there's a J where there shouldn't be a J. Uh, <laughs> it's Pelmini, but with a J between the Pel and the Mini. Hmm. Pelgemini, maybe? Pelgemini is my best ter- uh, guess at a pronunciation. And I... So, yeah. Uh, so, next time you're in Madison, we'll get Pelmini. And from a place that serves Pelmini regularly. And All right. And not my kitchen. And not your kitchen. Or my kitchen. All right. This has been the worrying bugs, I guess. <laughs> if you want to uh, hear hear us make food more, let us know. This is certainly a thing we'd be willing to try again. Um, you can tell me on Twitter at the puns guy, and I am at not Stephen Barry. We'll see you in a fortnight. Good, 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 goodbye. Good, 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 goodbye. Goodbye.